All right, welcome everybody to this newest edition of Sticks and Cakes. Here we got two shows in one week. That's that's how you do it. That's hard work, and that is the kind of dedication that we put into this show every single week. Mostly because we slacked off last week. So, like our days in high school, when we slack off, we got to work double the next day just to get passing grades. And yes, we slide with C's, whatever C's get degrees. That's what it used to be. I know nowadays I don't know what the fuck it is that you got to like get. Like prove your work and all that Like no 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 Back in our day it was just like You get straight C's You get through high school You're good to go Pretty much accepted at any college In <laughs> in Arizona ASU will accept absolutely everybody But enough of all that tomfoolery Welcome to Sticks and Kicks And welcome to the man here in front of me Mr. Lucio Lucio First of all how are you And how do you feel right now After a after few hours separated from the first riding game in months uh, I feel fantastic. It was, it, you know, it's it's a lot different going in as media when you go back there, and, and you're you're watching the game because you're you know you're taking pictures, you're doing all this stuff, and uh, and it's really odd to to be a part of all that and not being able to cheer like crazy. Like when we made goals, I was like trying to cheer, and I'm like, <laughs> ah, what do I do? Uh, picture, <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> so it's like it's very odd and different. Uh, but honestly, it felt great because. You get a little bit more kind of personal time with the players, if, if that makes any sense, because uh, you get to interview and talk to them. Uh, it's, they're not just like walking past you and high-fiving you like we, they usually do. They'll, they'll actually stay and talk to you for a little bit. And it's, it's nice to know. It's nice to, to be able to talk to them. Uh, got a, got a, uh, I was able to talk to a couple of them. Uh, Zach Lubin, you know, our goalkeeper, a fan favorite, and uh, one of the goal scorers, um, Flemo. All right, and we're Jimmy we're gonna Fleming's. we're gonna be able to uh, listen to those uh, listen to those interviews here a little bit later. But let me ask you this first, Lucio, because that's definitely something that I want to hear, and from, and all of our listeners would like to hear that that we're not at the stadium. Is of course what what does how was the stadium feeling? Because we're used to a packed house wow, every yeah. single week. We're used to screaming. We're used to jumping. We're used to just feeling that energy. And okay, you were there on the sidelines. Mm. What was the feeling in the stadium? So, for those of you who don't know, I'm part of Red Fury, so like we're in the back, and usually it's just noise and cheering and chanting the whole time. So you can't really hear much other than that. Um, and when we score, it's ole ole, smoke everywhere. You, you know, everyone's beer in the air and all that stuff. So it's a very big atmosphere. Um, and but there's one thing you don't ever hear, especially being in the South End, is. Um, you don't hear the goal song. Um, uh, yeah, we found out last year that we got a goal song. Like <laughs> we've had a goal song for the, apparently over a little bit over song? a year from so, Diplo. You know that song from the Bobblehead? The, yeah, yeah, like that. That was that. That's that thing. That, that's what we found out last year that we had a goal so, song. What the fuck is the goal song? But the problem is, so the people on the sidelines could hear it because the 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 what is it? The speakers are right under them. Okay, on the, the sideline ones, and but there's no speakers by us. So when they would play it, we couldn't hear anything, but everyone could. I'll just tell you this much. That song was so loud, I could hear it from across, from the other side. I could hear it from anywhere. I would be standing there this loud. It was, I mean, it was quiet. It felt like a ghost town. It felt like a high school game, you know, at Trevor Brown. Nobody was really there. Uh, <laughs> I love Trevor Brown. That's where I'm from. But, you know, the point being is that it, it's just it doesn't it didn't feel real because it just felt like it, they were not even like a professional team. If it, if it was a scrimmage or something. Yeah, you, f you not even because I feel like there'd still be more people at the scrimmage. I feel like this is like the, the the talking of like Phoenix Rising when it first started and like there's nobody there. But, you know, you, you obviously have publicity because you have media everywhere. Um, but you could hear all the chant. You can hear all the chattering. You can hear Zach just completely just giving orders everywhere. You know, right shoulder to Corey, right shoulder Corey. You know, and it was like Joe, Joe, Joe. You know, left behind you go this that. You know, Flemo. You know, and he was yelling the whole match. You could hear everything he was saying. You can hear the other coaches. You can hear all the swearing when you know the, there was fouls and stuff. You could hear the other teams. You know. Uh, fuck, chinga tu madre, pinche arbitro, you know, like that. It's crazy. You, you Like, it's different, I guess, being a professional. You can actually cuss at the ref and tell him off a little exactly. bit. Before. Well, I, I guess it all depends on, on <laughs> the, the referee's mood. And and maybe it's different because uh, 
we we followed soccer our lives, and of course, uh, you can mouth off to, to the ref uh, to a certain to point, extent, yeah. and every ref has that their kind of line that they draw. So some of them you could probably cuss at them. I'm like, no, mom is way, and then yeah. and uh, but other ones they'll tell you that, and they'll get a straight yellow card. Hey, you can't talk to me like that, and, and it just kind of sets it, a it, tempo from then on. Yes, in. but like it, it it's interesting, and I was looking forward to seeing what that was like with sports like baseball, because baseball you see like. Um, We've seen managers completely lose it and just go off on an umpire <laughs> and just be in their face yelling. And, and it's just, it's, they take the, the angry baseball manager pose that they always do in front of them. Ah, rah, rah, like, yeah, and they move their head around and they're shouting and the, and the umpire is just kind of taking it, taking it, taking it. And you can see where the line is. And as soon as they cross that line, that famous, you're out of here. They throw them out. I don't know if they say. I think they just like you're out of here. They nah, no, out. They, they they do say that. Like it, that, but they that's don't in do my, it. Like, that's in my, that's in know, my head. That's absolutely that's, not. That's I well, that, well, I was looking forward to hearing that, but now we don't know what's gonna happen with the baseball season. But <laughs> that, that's all beside the point. That's that baseball, they've yeah. completely ruined everything that this organization can and w- could have done. I don't know what's gonna go on with baseball. But anyway, um, there's a certain line that certain officials will let you cross and won't let you cross. Yeah. So it is definitely interesting to hear how the players interact with certain referees in English soccer and in German soccer that we've been watching on TV last few weeks. They're adding in that ambient sound mm-hmm. so that through the television through the television. So so people watching on TV can't really hear that. Do you feel like people are missing out on listening to that ambient sound where what they could be listening about? to the players? Like people that are watching, like let's say in English. Uh, yeah. So game. like I, I don't mind listening to with the, with with the ambience noise a little bit. You can, like when Liverpool plays, obviously you hear all the chants, Liver, and and you just hear the the things that they 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 sing. Um, I mean, not really. I'm not like it doesn't really matter to me if I hear what they're saying or not, just because uh, I played soccer my whole life. I you know, and so I kind of understand what they're saying. Like, I know that they're yelling at each other for position to move, to pull this and that. I know the keeper does that all the time. Uh, you used to do it as a keeper. You know, I used to do it as a defender in the back. You know, I used to control kind of what I could control if I didn't have a loud keeper behind me. But um, it's just one of those things that you, um, you, it doesn't bother me. I don't particularly care. I would rather listen to the chanting than actually listen to the players chant just because it does, after a while, just kind of become like, frustrating because that's all you hear you're not hearing anything else you're not hearing cheering you're not hearing clapping and you know so it just kind of it's a little bit different so all right next question lucio that i have for you is that me and you were used to seeing the the team warm up a certain way yeah yesterday i think when they took the field i think it was like 115 degrees yeah was was there any difference in the way they took the field in the way they did the warm-ups did you see any lack of intensity or is it straight same across the board i think it was uh, to be fair where you i'm usually on the other side where the 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 opposing team is usually abused verbally abusing the goalkeeper which they didn't get this they're they're lucky they're not getting this this season apparently but um no, um, I'm not used to being on the rising side, seeing them train, so it's a little bit different. Um, to be to be perfectly honest, I mean, I felt like they were doing well. Uh, not a lot of water breaks. Really exciting because, you know, where we criticize other teams for taking too many water breaks, um, our teams take water breaks right before they end and they're leaving, not as they're practicing because I feel like they, they've probably accumulated, they've uh, got accustomed to the heat and they understand that, you know, their bodies need to, sweat it out a little bit before they drink up at the end um but i I didn't look like there was lacking of intensity i thought they were they they were training pretty pretty hard uh and they were doing rather well there before they went into the locker rooms to get changed and everything uh they even had like a mini mini workout i guess or like mini training right before the game started when they were doing the the pose uh the the black life matters and and the national anthem and everything you know you had players kneeling you had you know players standing with their hands up and things like that so it was all you know it was all relevant when that happened and uh after that they did like a little training session again uh for like maybe like two three minutes and then they start the match um but other than that i don't think they were they didn't look bad at all uh so yeah so that was my last question before we actually get into the match itself is that we did see on the screen that um, the players did take a knee, most of them with their fists in the air. Uh, it looked like all of the rising players took a knee. Is that is that correct? So or, during or the anthem, no. I think during the anthem, a couple did. Uh, all of LA took a knee. Um, and then during the Black Lives Matter being you know silent, everyone took a knee. Okay, so that's what it was. So everyone took a knee during the Black Lives Matter like moment of silence and everything. 
uh, during the national anthem. Not everyone took a knee. It, it was dependent on what it, I don't know what was going on. I, I, know I didn't see everybody take a knee when I was there. So, so some did, some didn't. So for the national anthem, I think was a little bit different. They, and, but nobody said anything. You know, like the yeah, people yeah. took a knee. Like I said, the whole LA, you know, Los Dos took took a, all the, the whole team. All took of them a took knee. a knee for the for the anthem itself. For the anthem itself and okay. everything. And uh, and then for the Black Lives Matter moment of silence, it. everyone took a knee. Everybody took a knee. Okay. So, okay. So I mean, that, it was it was a nice moment, and I love the shirts that they had. That, yeah. that was pretty good shirts that that uh, that they came out with everything. And uh, for those that don't know that, when, when if you do purchase a shirt like that from the Phoenix Rising, all the profits do go to uh, charities around. Like same thing for for everything that they do, whether it be Pride Night, whether it be you know teacher appreciation, military appreciation, all those special edition shirts. The 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 proceeds go towards donations. So like, none of this is like for Phoenix Rising to try to make a quick buck off off of no. any of these movements. So that I think that's important to point out that it, it's because uh, a lot of people like they they'll they'll do that right. They'll like you you see it happen, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely not the case here. And um, so yeah, let's let's go ahead and get before into we this start. Game. Too, I would like to point out that uh, Phoenix Rising, uh, they ended up having, um. They ha they also had a Black Lives Matter uh, armband. Oh, the armband! All yes, of them did. yes. So everyone was wearing them, so it, that's a really nice other thing that we could say that about it. So, oh, you know, I don't know if you'll have the answer for me, Lucio, but the the white shirts, which is most people's favorite shirts, mm -hmm. um, why did we use the white shirts if those are the road shirts? Like those, those were I remember that they they picked the white shirts with all the cities in Arizona on the sleeve so they can take Arizona with them wherever they went. That was the symbolism behind this. Uh, do you know why they they chose the white? Or I don't know. I mean, because I, I, you know what I think it might have been. I think that uh, LA's away jerseys are blue, so they just decided to not like try to contrast black okay, or red so, with it. Otherwise, and, they would have been wearing the red shirts, right? Yeah, they would have either been wearing the red shirts. Uh, I mean, I'm not sorry, not the red, the the, the yeah, the red shirts because the, the blackout home, shirts the are the are for the for the blackout and, nights. Yeah, and uh, the white were away, but I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, at the end of the day, they wear whatever is not going to contrast with other clubs. So. And and to be fair, if you're going to go out in one fifteen, I'd rather wear. Yeah, white. that's I'd what I was going to say too. Shirt. It's it's hot as balls out there, so so you're going to want to play with uh, not as as much uh, on you, but you know. <laughs> All right, so like right, right here, we we do have highlight videos. Of course, this is an audio podcast for now until we get video. Like you guys are obviously not going to be seeing, but let's go a little bit through this, and then you can talk to me how you were able to see the game from the field, Lucio. And of course, right at the kickoff, what what was going on there? We had like a flat ball or something that they had to change out, or like because I, I remember think, seeing. I think I don't remember seeing this. I remember there was like a like a like a delay of that whole yeah. thing i didn't actually see what was going on yeah they had to get rid of it or something but yeah, anyway play went on and uh first first play uh that really brought in attention minute eight coming in uh this counterattack started by dadashov to was actually so started by lambert lambert to, got who, the interception who, who stole the ball got the, to dadashov to solomon asante and then the beautiful finish by flemo so uh, with that thing too so it was different how you see it on the like see it here unless they can replay from the other side it's different so what we saw when we were on the other side when we were going i think you could see it here so it looked like he missed the the, the kick like when when he was going it looked like he was like he didn't get it right and he just kind of like put his foot on it and the ball bounced down, and then it bounced over the guy. And you know what? That's exactly what I told Franco when we when we were when we were uh, watching from the studio. And I let him. Hey, you know what? Si le pega bien, el portero la tapa. He hit the ball wrong. It, and it, it was one of those things. He he like he like I feel like it was going behind him because he was going too fast, and he barely like caught a foot on it, and it bounced down because like, I think it was the ball was coming up. If you want to go back, so I can kind of see. Uh, that's a little too far, but okay. Yeah, because there's there's the so, beautiful pass by Dada. So you see how it's bouncing right there. So it, yeah. it, it like came off. Like he put a foot on it, but you'll see it on the closer, the close shot, the close up. That he like kind of has to like stay back because he was going too fast, and that's a problem. And that's why he's that's, he's just super fast. Yeah, watch look. And he's going. Yeah, he kind of has Maybe. to take it. Almost hit it with the heel. Yeah, that, that's, and, and that's what the whole thing was there, and um. You know, so it was just a little bit different seeing it. Now this then right here, thirty minutes if you later, you see me. I'm back there. You can see me with that red shirt yeah. over there. 
And I think I was actually talking to you when this happened. <laughs> I might have been talking to you when this and, happened. Well, well, or I might just finish talking I think to you. you. I think you had just finished and then this whole thing happened where it's obviously a penalty. So like, it was a penalty. Like, uh, it just, you could see it. Like, he was grabbing him, putting his arm on him. You can see my fat ass right there <laughs> on the red shirt. If you guys are watching the game and the penalty, I'm the guy in the red shirt in the back taking pictures. Um, Where's Robert at? Is Robert with you? That, Robert's ah, this little short is. guy right there <laughs> in the black. Hey, big shout out to Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping us out. He he's uh, went out there and took pictures for us and we're going to upload them on our social media uh, pretty soon. And uh, if not today, then then tomorrow. Um, always great to have some quality pictures, yeah. especially of our, of our team that we love so much. I got some good pictures, too. Shit, asshole. Why don't you say about my pictures? When'd you send them? I told you to send They're them all pictures. on the camera, fool. Oh like, not God. that my actual phone. The fuck am I going to be doing? Like, I was holding his camera, and I told him, like, can I just, like, take pictures of, like, close-up things? Because the, the camera that I was holding was close-up cameras. Yeah. So I was trying to stay with, like, players or things like that. So uh-huh. that's why I was, I, I like, because Rob was taking the long, far shots, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. taking, like, really close shots of things. So that's why, and then like there was a point where, because I, I don't know how to use a camera very well, I was taking pictures, but they were coming out dark, and I was like, "Why are they coming out dark, bro?" They're good pictures, so he fixed it and everything. So yeah, so I'll go with the freaking settings, and it, it's just like here's the thing: we, we go into that same thing. We went to this park. We didn't have no idea how to use a fucking <laughs> microphone, how to plug something in so, and shit. Like, and yeah, you like, and you know what? We've seen it. We've lost like what two or three episodes with malfunctions. Yeah, and shit. So like, yeah. it's one of those things that we almost lost cast member <laughs> co-host because yeah, <laughs> malfunctions like, of things. Oh so. my goodness, it's just one thing after another. But hey, we're getting the hang of it, and we'll get the hang of this camera thing too. But look, and I'm gonna say something right here because we're 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 coming up on the penalty kick, and obviously we all saw that John Bacaro took the penalty kick, um, and we had a discussion about this earlier uh, this this week. I think you were talking or during the. It was during the game. Yeah, during the game where i asked the, who went for the ball first yeah so the thing is john went for the fall i don't even think uh i think because solomon was a captain he was talking to the ref about something i don't know what he needs to talk to the ref about when he already won the case like there was already a penalty there's no var here but um but carol already had the ball in his hand and he was ready to go um but I, like i like i was saying yesterday um i think asante after last year, and especially because he missed the last four that he four or five I that he was shot, three. I think it was three in a row that he missed. Three in a row or four in a row, something like that. He missed, and I and I think it's because the way Sante took would take his shots, he was like more like trying to like if he didn't believe in his just one timer, like mm-hmm. just go in, hit it, don't don't even like think about it. Um, because he would do like the little hop. He would try then, to like either and juke or exactly try to like he would do like the slow like where he would stop kind of, but like he was still going. He's and just doing he, too much. He was doing too much, and I think after the whole year, the whole season, he had the whole he had the backing of the coach, and I think when the preseason or not even preseason, but I said when training was going on, I think that they established that Bacara was probably going to take them take him from now on, and you can see why if you when you when you play it now, play it. That's like you yet. look at him, he just does normal. He just um, go exactly no hesitation, just straightforward and low into the corner. And it's like that's what you need. Like you just need to be precise in where you're going to hit it, and that's what you need to practice on when you do this stuff. Yeah, because he knew he he was never. It doesn't matter where the goalie is. It doesn't matter what the goalie is because the goalie tried to do the little dance around thing and everything. And we did speak a little bit also with uh, uh, for the for the, for those of you Mexican fans out there uh, listening, uh, old Chivas because I, I believe this player has affiliation with Chivas too. The the goalie Romero, mm-hmm. with that either came up from from Chivas or played with them for a bit, and. That was straight up Osvaldo Sanchez right there. The whole moving around, the whole waving, yeah. the whole try to try to like get into the mind of the of the forward right there. Uh, but this kid looked young. But here's the thing. Kid. That's the thing. He's a kid. Like he he's, he's a he's a freaking kid. John Baquero, He is a player that's played in multiple countries mm-hmm. and is a very experimental player. Like he's the kid's not gonna get in his head. Well, it's not just that. He's also Spanish in 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 Spain. And not to take anything from soccer anywhere else, but in Spain, I mean, people live, breathe, and and shit fucking soccer it's just what they do you know basketball is becoming a prominent thing in 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 spain but it's soccer that reigns supreme over everything so like that's all they know growing up so i don't like like you said he he's more experienced because he also played in different countries so he has that experience of of being calm and collected under pressure um and then this you know this young kid like sure you played with chivas but like it's one of those things that did he start 
or was he just like a part oh, no, of he the, was in the system so like, he, was he, the he, system. Was, he never actually played for the so first team. it's different for like when you're playing a first team kind of thing you're not getting a lot of um how would how would i say like you're not getting actual shots from actual players that are this is why i don't like like real monarchs or you know uh, the this team la2 and, and timbers two is because they can bring in ringers that have, have a different speed experience different um competition experience where they're playing in a higher caliber and a higher competition and they come in and they kind of set a different pace that you're not used to because like i mean we we get video we watch every other team play i mean we watch every, there's videos on it you can watch and see like watch film basically right and be like well they're more this way they stand like this when they do this try to be more moving around but when you get like another player that doesn't play with that system or doesn't play like knows how to be play around that system it's it's a little bit different so this one right here this third goal this was entirely the defender's fault so sure the goalie so you see see how the goalie that, that, ran. that's between both of them no 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 right, make your case so, first and then when then we'll see so you you when you're there i don't you can probably hear it when you when you play it out loud but what happened was the ball was coming and the keeper says he, he's like mine right so he he yells mine as he's running out but what happened was the player continued to play he didn't stop and let him have it and so what happened was there was a uh, like a bad bounce or not a bad he tries to clear it and uh santa gets it now when the goalie is running back you can see him catch him like he, he he caught him off foot, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he caught him off foot, so he couldn't get down fast enough. But but here's the thing, Lucy. Like if he, he, like look look looking at the replay again on this goal right here, even if he yelled out mine, he was never gonna get there. Like where he was going, the how how the ball bounced, he was never gonna get there. And if he did, it would have been almost outside the area, so it would have been even more dangerous. But, but the point, the is, defender tried to do the right thing. The goalie did not measure it right. So you can say that too. But I rather have like so if I was a player if I was like a, a like a, the goalie or whatever, and I yelled mine, I'd be more mad because you didn't let it go because, and you know this for for from experience oh, yeah. as well. So when you're yelling at it, even if if something's going on, your mentality is if you see the ball do something while it's coming down, my first thing would have been because if I say mine, the defender's supposed to try to block, try to like let the let the defend let the the forward try to run into him or like not get to the ball if even if it was outside the box it would have been easier to clear the ball to the stands than do what he did yeah no, because he, he should if he was in a clear it he should have just cleared it out because he had yes i, I will agree with on you him. on that i will agree so with you on that. my thing is as the goalie did have a fault i guess you can say but it wasn't i don't think it was his fault why they got scored on because even if he was Late or anything, he still could have cleared that ball out, running into it, running out of it, like running towards it and just kicked it out or something, or yeah, banged yeah. it. Um, so I, like I said, I blame the defender for not listening to the ref to to the keeper. But um, what a shot by Asante! Also. Yeah, the shot was perfect and it was perfectly placed where it needed to be. So I think Asante saw him running out towards that yeah, way. All, all of this, of course, is like is we're we're trying not to take anything away from that because we talk about it whether it be defender's fault, whether well, it was but the no, the fault, shot but was beautiful. The shot was a great shot by Asante, and it was off. And off it, his it was foot. yeah, and he and and uh, another much needed goal. I think he he also scored against uh, in the first week, right, against Portland. I think so. He got his first one, but great to see the captain back on the score sheet and get get his confidence back up because when Solomon Asante is at a hundred percent, both mentally and physically, there's no stopping that uh -huh. man. Is not, he he plays very well, so uh, that was one of the closest shots they came with. Was that one? Zach was actually really upset here. He's like, "It's too easy, you guys. It's too easy. You guys are just letting him come through." Yeah, that kid, oh, I forgot what his name is, but yeah, number fifty. He for a while there, he kind of took over he and, did. and try to and try to take over the game for Galaxy. So it was it was very interesting. This right here, there was this was uh, I like this because. <laughs> He was so happy. He ran over here and he starts yelling at, you know, uh, Ashley's right there taking pictures. And he was yelling at the cardboard. That's what he was. Well, yelling. no, he was like, yeah, <laughs> like he was like, yeah, yeah. But he, he knows where the cameras are at. Apparently, Ashley yeah. tells me and when we were talking about it. She's like, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, because we're on audio podcast is Solomon Asante after scoring that fourth goal, fourth goal. showing that that excitement and just that that I, I think it was still like even even though. 
He has scored twice already before this in the in this tournament. I think he still had that weighing heavily, and that's just more frustration leaving his body. Like, yes, I'm back. I'm back, and I'm ready to go again. And like, that's just an outpouring of energy. And I from- think it's also that you know, once you once you had a great season like he did, uh, I think the other teams are going to set like be more on him and, and and try to get more more aggressive with him or more tight with him. Um, because he wasn't just running rapid. I mean, he he was he was running around doing his thing. Well, well, that's the thing because in the beginning, you can just put two guys on Solomon and try to knock him down whenever. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of teams were doing. But now, how are you going to put the two guys on Solomon when you got Junior Flemings running ramp shot on the other side? Dadashov. Then you got Baquero there on this in in the middle. You got Dadashov on front, like just destroying everybody in the air. Dadashov again. We keep on comparing him to Ibrahimovic because he's just so big and so strong. Oh yeah, dude, you he's saw like, that, that game. He did not lose a ball in the air. And even one of the ones, I think it was it was one of the either the the one of the penalties or or the or the goal. It was one of the important plays where he had lost positioning, but because he's so strong, he just muscled the defender mm-hmm. out of the way to win the bounce of the ball and keep on going. Like that dude is so impressive to me. He, I fucking love Dadashov. He's um, he's very impressive and he's also very strong. He has very good touch of the ball, so it's really nice to see. Um, not taking anything away from uh, Adam John. Adam John played his part well and he did well, uh, but Dadashov is a new monster. It's he's a completely different beast. And uh, I loved watching him play last night. He did really well. Uh, he contributed a lot to what happened in there. He's calm and collected inside the box. Um, he moved around like if you know he was kind of alone, and he was able to get the ball to better positions or better opportunities, which didn't happen so much. But before we we continue, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, I called it. You did. I called it. You did say that. <laughs> so you had said four zero and I and. After that third goal, I was like, Lucy's going to come up short. We're going to run up the score again. And and I told what I tell you during <laughs> when we were talking about it, what I tell you? I was like, nah, I think it's going to happen. I think it's coming right, in at well, the second. And what happened? You know what? The there it is. Props to Lucio. He did say 4-0. <laughs> he called it right on the button. Uh, now, to, speaking to that, Lucio, because I know we, we, we had a lot of changes and everything, mm-hmm. giving giving other players minutes. Yes. Uh, do, do you think... They let their foot off the gas, being that they hadn't played competitively for months and being that it was over 100 degrees even after we hit the 8 o'clock at night like so, mark here. You know, I, I don't think uh, Joy Farrell will be upset if I talk about this. Um, but, yeah, uh, I talk, I had a little conversation with Joey off the record. It, like, you know, and... Uh, so you put it on the record. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, but it's not like we're pretty, like, you know. No, no, I get it, yeah. It's not like a, a thing, like a bad thing or anything. Like, just, I wasn't recording it. I just asked him a couple questions, and he answered truthfully. It wasn't, like, anything bad or anything either, so it was just, but I was just talking to him, and I was like, yeah, dude, just like, it's, it's, it's like, it's high. I was fatigued a little bit. So, you could see some of the, I, I, I saw it with Whelan, too. Like, Whelan looked a little tired, um, uh, it's, Especially after that run, I don't know if you if you saw it the, where Corey he was and like, Joey, you guys feel free to message me directly <laughs> and be like, "Fuck this guy." No, so um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it where Corey was like in the corner, like battling off that one guy. Yeah. Oh man, dude, he was like in there and he was like, bat- and he 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 because he he was on a run like he he came from the back, passed to someone, got a give and go, and then like something happened. I think the ball ricocheted off of somebody, and he he caught control of it on, around the corner area. The 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 104 section i think and he's battling the ball and he's you know he's keeping guard and he's trying to find an opening he finally was able to get the the um the throw in but you know he he after that you could see he was exhausted trying to fight off a guy trying to keep control of the ball it's time for anybody but joey was telling me that he was he was fatigued he's like man we haven't played in so long yeah he's like it's different from practice where you're like you can stop and kind of take like a drink or something uh, to be 90 minutes kind of almost non-stop is like you get that you know two minute break kind of thing to drink some water yeah, real that's quick the phoenix rising way it's full throttle it's full throttle so i think that coming back especially in the, in the middle of july you know it's 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 hot as fuck and and uh i think that they needed uh they needed this realization to understand that this is what's going to be like going forward so all right so uh, right here, we are actually going to uh, listen to a little bit of what uh, Lucio was able to get on the field. Uh, these are these are a few uh, after after the game interviews right here. First, we're going to hear what we got from Zach Lubin. So let me go ahead and play this for you if I don't fuck this up. I'm generally that loud. You just can't hear me as well uh, when there's 10,000 screaming fans in here. 
Zach. And how's it coming back from uh, the whole long thing and just coming back and uh, playing again, full full match and being uh, out here with everybody? Man, it's so, it's so nice to be back. You know, get a little bit of normalcy to get to get a game. And you know, we we're looking forward to this for you know three or four months. And it's tough because that was longer than an off season break. <laughs> right. you know, without a game, obviously we're in training, but. You know, in the offseason, you maybe go a month and a half off, and then you're in, you're playing preseason games two months after your last game. Of course. And so this was three, four months without a game. So it was going to be tough, but it's so good to be out here, and the guys put in a shift, especially when you're out here in 110, 15 degrees, and we didn't get time to acclimate to that temperature. It was like, boom, get out here. It's 110. When we stopped, it was 85, 90. So, you know, we knew it was going to be difficult, but, you know, we have the guys and the the work ethic and the desire to win and they showed it of course last question yeah <laughs> so uh for me at least um so you're going to keep the stash for a while you're going to let it grow out man i was thinking about it was going to go and then i saw the sign that was talking about the mustache so <laughs> i had to keep it but hey if we keep rolling with some clean sheets it's there not going go. anywhere there you go clean sheet mustache <laughs> clean go. sheet stash <laughs> love it I, I just love that last part, that clean clean sheet stash right there. Yeah. And uh, that we, we did talk a little bit about that because uh, some people were, were, like, loving the stash. Other people, like, on Twitter and everything, kind of with the, the, the 80s porn stash, the 70s porn did you, stash. Did you see what Jared uh, Lundberg from uh, the Banditos, what he, what, he, uh, what he left at the stadium? I, I, no, I did not. He, what, he, he left, uh, um, he had a poster, uh-huh. and I think it said, Fear the Stash. He said that the, if you heard him talking, oh yeah, because he talked about the, the, like, the thing yeah, dude, like they made a sign, like so I couldn't, you know, <laughs> no, couldn't you get rid of it. it. Yeah, so it was like that was Jared. Yeah, dude, it was Jared. Uh, that's the one I saw. For, that's oh, the one I saw. I so I was like, it, yeah, yes. dude. So I was like, you know, shout out to Jared out there. You know, oh, he, yeah. Uh, he's uh he man. It was funny when I saw. It. I was like, that's crazy. And my and, girlfriend loves Lubin, so like she's all like, I showed him the showed her the interview, and she's all like. I just can't with that mustache. I just can't. And then she heard the end of it. She's like, well, yeah, oh, she, hell she's no. used to a guy with no facial hair. No, Julian Edelman. Wah, wah, wah. Let me get <laughs> oh, shots fired. No, so, but uh, uh, we were actually talking about that uh, also on 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 uh, on the show. Yeah, well, what we were saying is that like, he might he might just keep that until he might in, until he gets scored on. If, and you know what? If that's motivation, let, let's just keep on it, clean sheets. Honestly, out. we've we honestly. We've we've been really well with streaks because of things like that, like you know the dollar beer night streak. We yeah. feel fantastic. If with you're that. fighting for something, you're gonna fight harder. Exactly, clean sheet. You know, clean stat, uh, clean sheet, clean stat, or what was it? Clean the sheet, clean sheet stash, clean sheet stash. Sorry, I don't something know what like I was that. thinking. Right, you said it. You coined it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Lucy. Hashtag. <laughs> right, but hey, if I'm a defender, my goal is just gonna keep doing that until like I'm a fight even harder. Yeah, like. <laughs> So I mean, it, it was pr- it was pretty nice. Um, I mean, God, he, he it looked so different from when he was like still like when they were starting to train and he had like the big bushy hair and everything. And I seen him close up, like, oh, he shaved. He like <laughs> cut his hair off. I was like, okay, well. And my girlfriend wasn't really with the whole hair and the stash and everything. She's like, he needs to get rid of it. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, and and you also were able to talk to Flemmo for a bit. So let's go ahead and uh, listen in on that right now. Okay. So Flemo, how is it uh, accustomed, getting accustomed to the hot heat right away, going from 80 degrees to like 110 degrees? How did you get used to it? I mean, we're from Jamaica, it's like this, you know, so it didn't take me long to adapt. Okay. You know, so I really drive in the heat and uh, it was no different. I just, when I just moved here, I just had to adapt. It took me two or three weeks and then I'm in. Okay. And uh, today you had a lot of... Uh, we're running around a lot. Felt like you were comfortable. Felt like you were playing well with the other guys. How's the chemistry with some of the new players that were incorporated into the group this year? Yeah, I think the new guys that came in, they adapted really well. I mean, quickly, and you can see you know, the transition from other teams. They come here and understand the system. It's really important. I think they did that really well. Thank you. Hey, Junior, cool and calm on that first finish, eh? So you had enough time to think about it with the ball coming in. What's going through your mind as the ball's coming across there? Remember 
So he says it hits cool, calm, and collected on that. It's funny because he says it hit his feet right, but I swear I'm telling you, I don't think it actually hit his foot right. He's not gonna say that. Obviously, like of course no one's gonna say. I would have said it. it. I I would have said it. If it it was me, I would have been like, bro, it. I, I came like, cool and collected, but it hit my foot wrong and it just bounced. I somewhere. didn't know how it happened. I saw it went in. People were <laughs> like, fuck it. Yeah, I scored. Why not? But no, um, he, he's never going to say that. And, and I just love that he brought up that uh, he, he was just used to that heat, like in uh, from being from Jamaica. Jamaica. So he, he didn't, it didn't take him long to acclimate. And that is something that we've seen here in Phoenix. It, it's, it has always been a good advantage for us because even if you're not from Phoenix, if you train here, if you if you train mm-hmm. here every single day and you go in a couple of months you'll get a, a climb to it and so players coming in to face you they're gonna be battling that heat there most of the time like if we're play, uh, playing people from California or even Colorado. like Nevada and everything Colorado New Mexico mile club so it's and like uh, yeah so I mean you're you're gonna see you're gonna see players the very least like a 20 degree difference right mm-hmm. there so that's gonna take a toll on people coming in and when you go out when you play them they're like oh my god this is this is so refreshing. Like I could go on for two <laughs> games and run a full sprint right now in this weather. And so that that just stayed like and like we said, uh, um, uh, Rick Chance has, has has talked about this. Phoenix Rising is I think number one in goal scored past the seventy fifth minute. So they know how to close out games strong. It is true, and we've also like I mean it's one of those things that Phoenix Rising, the advantage we have in other statistics that show that um, working out in the heat or training in the heat far exceeds any other temperature or any other climate like even with the snow because the snow you can train it but it's hard and you don't really ever get accustomed to it and like going oh God. I, I, don't, I don't care what sport it is what kind of athlete what kind of like I, I would never sign a contract with a team that plays in snow every day like well, I, I mean, wouldn't be able to do I, that but what I'm saying is like you know if you're like if if like training in snow one day because it doesn't snow year round anywhere except for like you know Antarctica or like it's not even that it snows, but it's like icy all the time and super cold, unless you're up in super north, you know, Canada into like the the Arctic Circle, which I don't know who does that, um, or in somewhere in Siberia. <laughs> but with the, with all those excluded, there's no place that's constantly cold twenty four seven. As for Arizona, it's hot even during the winter time. I'm talking like we're not talking like heat like 120, 115, but I'm talking about during the summertime. It comes down to a low of like seventy five. And, and no, during, not during, during the mi- no during the middle of the day, not like at nighttime oh, okay, or in the okay, morning. Okay. I'm talking like the highest part yeah, of heat. Yeah. It comes to like 75 lowest, and it's 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 beautiful weather, but it's still hot because it's still dry like air. You you, you you get people here from California. I was freaking winter. You and me are out with sweaters and shit. Like aren't well, used to it, and people out here like in t-shirts. And oh my god, it's well, so people beautiful. People from here. up north, all the snowbirds come around, and they're yeah, just like all, everyone tank from tops, Minnesota and everything. And what happened? Shorts everywhere. <laughs> so he's all like, all right, you know what? You got that on us, but we got. I did like what Flemo said though. The second um. The second question, that uh, when you guys are uh, uh, acclimating well to the to the new system, which he said is very important, which it is because I remember when, when Rick Schatz first took over after uh, what's his name Calderon or Calderon or something like that, where he went and did his thing, and Rick enabled and established a new system, and the beginning of last year, that was the first time Rick was announced like the actual head coach not interim but actual head coach yeah then you saw kind of like i remember seeing a little bit of the struggle in the beginning like seeing um them take a while to get used to that system but now that that system is in full effect and we've seen it could it actually succeeds because you know that 20 win game streak wasn't a fluke we won 20 games in a row we're probably going to do something similar this year we're going to have a lot of long streaks so i think that what what what's going on is being able to acclimate well to the new system is going to be super vital for the new guys, you know, to be, to have to get used to that. Cause if you don't get used to that, then, you know, it, you're, you're going to find yourself seeing a lot of bench time. <laughs> All right. So like looking back at the, from the first week where we beat Portland Timbers to this one, uh, I got two players here who are on scoring streaks. So both Asante and Fleming scored in the first two, uh, two games. How long do you think they can keep that up? So th- those are the ones with the scoring streaks right now. Who Flemings and who? And Asante. Asante's got uh, got a goal in that first game. 
the person that has oh yeah, I guess you can't say a streak anymore. But the person that has the most goals is what's his face, Dadashov. No, no, yeah, no. I'm not talking about like total. I'm talking about just the, the streak, streak. The scoring, yeah. yeah, yeah so Flemings and Asante are the ones that have actually scored uh, in both games. In, the, in both games. So on on, on Thursday, <laughs> uh, so on Thursday, do you think they'll keep that up or? Uh, no, because I honestly don't think that Asante and Flemings might even start because it's Thursday. So yeah, um, I don't know when you if you when when you guys were watching, but uh, we saw uh, Santi Moore come in. Yes, uh, Lagos come in. Um, or Kunga, um, they made like you can see, like uh, Santi Moore, man, like just on the ball, he's run, 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 just all the time, go, 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 Fucking go. Love that guy, and he's always trying to find himself in positions to take off running to catch the ball. And I'm like, saying there's like this guy on a starting game when he starts because he's in, he's I'm pretty sure he's going to start next if they if they put if coach, oh there's, there cannot be a doubt that that's what I'm saying this is a Thursday. chess match that I, yeah. I was saying the other podcast and the other the other shows that there's it's a chess match it's a chess game this year chest chess he's a chest <laughs> oh well anyways <laughs> it's a chess game this year for the coaches on who they're going to put in and seeing how strong our secondary is is really is really making me angry because Kalisha came in, we didn't miss a beat, and like we were both wrong. Both Lambert and Jordan were in starting this year. Yeah, this, so we, we we thought it would be one or the other. One or the other. It was uh, both of them. Yeah, it was interesting, but you know what? It worked. It worked. Yeah, you know what? Hats off to that's why he's that's why he's the coach, and we're just he's over there in the office making the decisions, <laughs> and we're right here in front of a microphone that we barely know how to use, <laughs> and drinking beer while talking about the the great decision that our coach. Did. You know what? I'm not gonna have it any other way as long as we keep winning. It, and it's true, and and I think you know I'm pr- I, I want to say I'm pretty sure that. Uh, next next game on Thursday, we're gonna have different starters. Uh, it's because you know, one, we were playing in the hot in the hot sun for the first time. I feel like even Joey might even come off for uh, Cochran. You know, um, so Joey might come on. I even think um, uh, Whelan might come off. You know, because like I said, it, they they looked a little bit fatigued towards the end there. But who knows? Whelan might stay on. Uh, and you know what? You were right. I'm gonna give you your your, your truth. No, no, you didn't get the truth because you you chose Zach to get the the armband. The captaincy, yeah. If uh, if yeah, if Asante left, I said that it would be Zach. If Asante left, like the pitch, like, yeah, subbed if, out, if he got subbed, it was out. Joey. Then you know we were both wrong. We were both wrong because I thought Whelan. But then to be fair, I also I also did say if Joey was on the pitch because I had it with Cochran and and Whelan, mm-hmm. and I said that Whelan would take it. But I did remember saying that if Joey was on, Joey was going to take it because Joey has been on the pitch and he's part, like, he has that strong presence of of leadership on the team. Like yeah. When they were coming on, because we were right next to him when they were coming on, and Joey was the one, like, getting everyone hyped, and so was Zach. Joey, he is just a freaking bomb of charisma. That That is what Joey Farrell is. Yes. And we saw that when we went to the jersey reveal yeah. a few months ago. As soon as he came out, he was so hype. He went out Everybody jumping. Loves he was everyone. Just like, and then everyone's cheering. I mean, Joey is a fan favorite. He fucking, and he loves it. And he knows what he's he doing. Does. He just loves it. And you know what? That's great. I, that's good because it, it means he he's most likely to stay and sign another contract with us, especially if we win. I mean, if we win, I think we're going to get more contracts out of some of these. You know, it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be it's gonna be fun to see Joey play for, for us for a little while. All right, but uh, before we go, Lucio, I also want to get your opinion on two, uh, also two new players that came in. Uh, the, this back four, obviously very important, and we lost two huge, huge pieces mm-hmm. in Dumbuya and Amado Dia. So we, like, it was kind of like up in the air what we're going to do. Uh, Darnell King and Contour, their play was amazing. I loved everything yeah. that they did there. So I did like it too. Darnell was very involved. He was very like, like, and this is what I loved about Darnell. And, and I'm gonna bring it up because it's, it's, it's relevant and I know you hate it and I know you're going to hate it, but you know, Liverpool's uh, left go, and I'm, right. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Liverpool's left and right I'm back. Gone. I'm telling you, they, they, they're very involved when it comes to, to wing play, when it comes to centering the ball. In. Check please. <laughs> so it's one of those things that, they they have a similar system where they're playing with the wings. Uh, not so much contour, more um 
more King. Darnell King, yeah, King, was coming King in had more. had a lot more like to do with with the attacking side of it. Like he he went up and down a lot more. He took on the role what what Dia was doing last year. Exactly. So that that's just but a constant he, he up took and down. It on Dumbuya side. Yeah, and Dumbuya did go in a little bit, but uh, I think he was Dumbuya, more reserved. He was yeah, because he he was a lot stronger. I feel than mm-hmm. than what um what King is yeah. what Darnell King is, but. I think King can last a lot more. To be honest, what how old is Dumbuya? He was like 35, 36 or something. Uh, he was a little bit He was he, he was on up the there. Seasoned side. Yeah, yeah. but but I'm like, God Jesus Christ, he tear me up right now. If I'm, that season I'm fucking twenty eight years old and I'm I'm a piece of shit right here. Like Jesus Christ. And with all these gyms closed, like this this was my year to get motivated and get back out there and the gym closed. And the fucking gym closed. And and have, at least at least that's the story I'm dude, telling you. You have a nice EOS up here. Oh, downtown. it's it's great. It's it's it's, nice it's great. Yeah. I have I have this uh, this old coworker of mine that works out there all the time. So, so. there. <laughs> and by the way, they are not a sponsor yet. So oh. EOS, if you're listening, hit me up. Slide into my DMs. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I was a bizarre. Zoe. <laughs> what the? F- that don't even rhyme. It's backwards though. Wait. So? Zoe. So. Why would Zoe? Why would so. you have Because it's E O S. That's how people say it. And they say EOS. So if it's S O E, you'll just say You said Zoe. it is how how far did you get in English class, Lucio? I know Arizona is one of the least <laughs> in state okay. of education, but All right. tell me something. Oh my god. How do you say if I spelled M I K E, I'm not gonna get into this hey, with you, Lucio. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh my I spelled M I K E M I K E. What does that say? Mike. If I spelled N I K E, what does that say? Nike. Okay. Yeah. So it's Nike. First of all, that's how they pronounce it in their their thing. But in if Greece, you just that's how they pronounce it in Greece. Are we in fucking Greece? Do is your name Papa Doublos? My, my point <laughs> being is, is, is this my point is being is your uncle Kratos? Listen to me. Do my you worship Zeus? <laughs> my point being is, I can go all day. I fucking love you. You don't know what language I was saying, so Ian. Oh, shut up! <laughs> all right, so back to the important thing. I fucking hate you. You just wasted so much of our tape on this. All right, last thing before we go. We know that we're gonna have a different starting eleven. So let me just go through what, uh, who the starters were in this game, and see if they're gonna get replaced. So Zach Lubin, is he starting? Yes. You know what? I'm gonna say they're gonna give Dick a Dick a try. No, I think they're gonna keep with him with momentum because with Zach momentum. is more essential, I guess, to say in the in the long game. So they won't switch up Zach until like late season. All right. So yes, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, uh, King. Yes, because I don't trust any of our other left backs. And left well, whether backs. you trust them or not, like, are you going to trust them to play games in with, within five days of each other and go expect them to go all out? Because he's, he's a runner. He'll go up and down all day. Do you want him to do that? Yes. All right. Uh, in the middle, of course, Whelan and Farrell. No, uh, I think Whelan, it doesn't, I don't even see. I feel Cochran's gonna come in for uh, for Farrell. Okay. Uh, Whelan, I don't know who's gonna come in for Whelan. Um, swear to God, if they put Ledbetter, I'm gonna cry. Because well, no, he's on the edge. They're gonna put him uh, in place of Contour. <laughs> well, he was he took a uh, place of somebody in the midfield last night, or in the right field or something. He yeah. I mean, he, we'll see. I, I I see him starting left. Well, we'll see. I'll see him starting left, and I think... Uh, I think the back line is the hardest one to choose from, but I know that the midfield is going to be either... It's going to come into Aguinaga, Kalistri, and... Um, and more. And more, but that's if they want to put more up there. Uh, for the top, I think they're going to keep Dadashov up top, and they're going to put... Um, no, you see, that's the thing. I, I think more would probably play more of a forward position. I think they might leave Bacaro in just because Bacaro is a, a more essential player. But it, it's you and know. he didn't play a full game either, so he got yeah. subbed out minute sixty four. So yeah, so I think they'll put Lambart will probably be taken off, and then they'll put uh, Bacaro and Jordan in, 
and probably put Aguinaga in there with them. Uh, they'll probably take out uh, Flemings and put in more. Uh, they'll leave Dadashoff, and I think they'll put in Kunga if they're going to take out if they take out Asante, which again for Asante, towards the end he did look a little fatigued, but then again th- they did take him out in minute eighty five, so he might get subbed out just because he was brought in so late. Yeah, so like I, I would let Asante start mm-hmm. because like and and only plan on playing him forty five minutes, sub him out at halftime, you know, just roll him out there. Uh, get get his his presence on the field known, and then uh, you know at halftime if you got the game on, even if you don't, you got to trust the rest of your players at some point. You know you save you save Asante, uh, get it get his legs back from him. You're gonna have a long week to be able to prepare for the next game after that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would I would want to start the 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 entire new new lineup there with Aguinaga and more and Kalistri. Um, I don't think more in Kalistri, I know they play more. I just like the way they play in when they're a little bit behind the forwards. Like maybe not like midfielders, but I just like them a little bit behind because that gives them a chance more to create okay, from the middle okay. and go up. All right, tell to help me this the attack. That being so, if you want to get the new, like who would you put up front then? Well, I would. I would also. I, I agree with you that I would keep Dadashoff in. I, I he, He's just a straight number nine right there. Uh, you got Kunga. Yeah, I mean Lagos is is doing doing great. He scored his last uh, his first game in. I mean, it, my thing is not so much that they won't put Lagos in, but it's like who are they going to put Lagos in for? They're going to put him for Dadashov, or they're going to put him in for for Asante. It's one of those things. I think they put him in for Flemings. Why would they put him in when you have more? That's what I'm saying. Are well, you, no, because because you're putting more in in the forward position. I want more in the midfielder kind of position. I'm technically I'm putting more in more of a winger position than I am putting him in a forward position. Because a forward you can have two th- you can have two forwards or one forward. Usually, when you have three forwards, you're either playing two wings unless you're playing a four four. Unless you're playing a four. A four one two one two. Yeah, do the math on can, that. Yeah, well, I had to, re- <laughs> I had to realize which one I was talking about. Um, if you're playing a four one two one two, um, I mean you can have that back not forward like a number nine under and have two, so be like three. But at the end of the day, they're they're playing wingers. They're they're literally they're doing what um, Messi used to do and what Cristiano Ronaldo does. They play on the wings and they cut inside. Yeah, that's what they do. So they're not really playing forward positions. They're just in the wings running a lot more because you still have Dadashoff up there who play, who's a, I'm talking, he's a monster on headers and, and getting the ball. So he's definitely going to be his defender. Um, so I, I, I don't think that Santi's going to play midfield. He's too fast to play midfield. You can't, as a midfielder, you know, Bacaro, not fast. Aguinaga, and I've said this, you don't agree, with, you didn't agree with me, not fast. Lambert, not fast. Jordan, not fast. You don't need fast midfielders. You need fast forwards or fast wingers, yeah. but you don't need fast. And even with forwards, Dadashov is not super fast. He's just very strong and he, he knows where to be. Asante yeah, and, 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 and for and for his position, you don't really need to be that fast. Adam, Adam John was the slowest guy but on the he, pitch but, last year, but he and played, he, got, he played what, a false goals? nine. He played a false nine. He backed he backed himself up a lot, but he pushed himself forward when he needed to. He was in the right. Same thing with Cortez. We've mm-hmm. always had that like kind of false nine yeah. guy. So the thing is, what did we have fast in the wings? Yeah. Why would you put someone as fast as Santi Moore in the midfield when you know at the end of the day he's going to push forward? Well, that's why I said not necessarily midfield, but behind the forwards. Like I wouldn't count him as a that forward cool. right there. Yeah, so, that's so, what so wingers we're, do. We're pretty much saying the same thing right no, there. You're because just you're still it a putting winger. him in the for, in the midfield position. You're you're taking An attacking a, midfielder. You're taking, but we don't play like that. Santi plays like no, that. No, but we don't play like that. You play to the scheme. You don't make your scheme up because Santi plays like that. We play to the scheme. Two midfielders, a back of uh, uh, defensive midfielders, three forwards with two wing the wingers, and then the top forward, and four in the back. That's how we play. Don't try to be like, oh, he's gonna be more of a tech. No. All right. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. And like we said before, there's a reason we're here, and Rick is over. There. He's gonna put up with a whole different scheme. He's gonna bring up somebody <laughs> from like the the academy there to play and shit. Right. 
Who get, is this get one guy? of those signed players we signed recently. We can score a hat trick right away. You know what? There you go, Rick. That's why you're. That's hold why on, you're hold doing on. Your- Did we remember what we said? I wasn't. I was in possession. I was so off by like twenty points. Yeah, you, it, was, it, it looked that way because of the way the game was going. But yeah, it would. Uh, that's what you do when you play a lot of counter. Oh, we you see corners though. Bam. Yeah, because we attacked the most. I said like, you know what, what, what I said? Things, I think I said like six corners, what, didn't I? One of the things that that uh, we we haven't talked about right now is you know I I just got to mention the bad luck that this goalie had Romero because uh, he made a lot of mistakes and some of the goals were definitely on him, but he made like two that I could think off the top of my head two spectacular saves, and neither one of them counted. The first one was Joy Farrell's header that he knocked over like with great reflexes, knocked over the and it was called out because of the foul. And the other one was another side guy. I can't remember who shot it. Was it. it was an offside, but he, he like he again like made a great save and everything. So the two best plays of the game for him didn't even count for his for for his favor and everything else. He just shat the bed and like that poor kid. He's gonna have nightmares about Phoenix Rising. Well, they already do. It slows those. Yeah, you know what? That player has the potential. That goalie has the potential to one day be the goalie of fucking like Mexico or something. Like if he grows up to. If he grows up to be good, because because you know he's not gonna be he's, I, I I don't think there's a market for him here in the U.S. I mean, how good is he really though? If we if we I don't score, know, that's why I said four. potential. Like I'm saying right now, right now he fucking sucks, but we've seen glimpses of. Hey, him. our cock block has more potential. Okay, that's why I want him to see on field on Thursday. We'll see. I don't. I doubt they'll take him out though. But well, I I just, I just want to keep the the mustache thing going. So. All right. So uh, before we get off, um, there's a couple what? things. Before I before we we end, all right. <laughs> um, one is not that we didn't want Kenny here. Kenny's still uh, he went out of town again. He's in California. Uh, he's probably on his way back now. So we didn't want to interrupt him in his uh, in his whole thing while he's enjoying his first class meal on that fucking plane. <laughs> no, they drove. They're not. They didn't fly. They didn't fly. You cheap fuck. Why he? It's easier to drive. <laughs> they have they have a new car, so it's just easier to go. Um, but anyways, but it's so meal. But anyways, um, we're out there, out there thinking about you, Ken. Wish you were, were here with us. And this was kind of a spur at the moment. We had already done the first podcast earlier on this week, and uh, we had the game, so we kind of felt like we should talk about it. So we just kind of did it. Um, so Kenny just we, we didn't want to bother Kenny with this last minute kind of thing. Um, uh, but we do want to say that uh, what I do want to say before we end, uh, because it still is sticks and kicks, um, the Coyotes. Have started training camp on the 11th, which was Friday. It was yesterday. Yes, on the 10th, which was on Friday. Yes. So that's when they started uh, training camp. They've been they've been looking good. They've shown out a little bit of videos. They've shown a little bit of um, uh, who's on the training camp. We have some players from uh, from uh, I think from uh, from our secondary, so the Roadrunners, helping out and with the training camp and stuff. So and. Oh, so Kenny got it wrong. It's not August 1st, but it's August 2nd. August 2nd. Where we're going to be starting our first uh, game against uh, the one and only the Predators, uh, who are we're going to take down. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the, the news we have right now from the Coyotes. Not really much going on there still, unless Kenny knows something that we don't. And, you know, he'll let us know next week. So, <laughs> so we'll see about that. But, yeah, we got we got a little bit. We got a few weeks right there before that all that all goes down. We'll see, we'll see what happens between now and then. Uh, I'm super excited to get the Coyotes back, of course. Uh, we got Rising back. You, you know, MLS is back. Uh, basketball's cut starting up also in about three weeks right now. With Phoenix Suns having a Hail Mary of a chance to get in. But you know what? It's just going to be good to see those boys back on the court. Uh, it, it is an exciting time right now. It, it is. is an exciting time where you're starting to see a little bit of what you've been wanting to see lately. And you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I, we've been talking about this fucking light for so long. Like, I the know. light at the end of the tunnel. It's right there. The light <laughs> the but no, now it's really right there. And now we're actually seeing it live. For those who have been following us since the beginning and for those followers that we have now, right now, listening, thank you. We appreciate us through the, we appreciate you through this uh, pandemic and this vital time that we had to go through together. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get better from here. I mean, with yes, sports sir. being here and coming back in, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. And hopefully everyone's still staying safe. We're, you know, the, I know the Red Fury did uh, Zoom calls uh, to watch the game together. So I mean, we're we're still practicing safe, you know, sp- uh, social distancing and wearing masks and stuff when we're around people. If you guys didn't see 
Um, if you guys didn't know, when I was at the game, I was wearing a mask and fucking sweating my ass off, but all in due, all all for what needs to be done. So, um, just what kind of mask were you wearing, Lucy? I was wearing a black one. Oh, you didn't have the red fear mask on? No, because uh, I forgot it. I, I was damn like, it, I, Lucio. God damn it. I have it with me now, but I forgot it when. Uh, when that uh, would have been a good plug. I know it would have been. It, this whole thing is ruined now. It's ruined, it's ruined. But uh, no, uh, so we're out there uh, doing our part. Um, so just know um, when the rest of the sports are coming into play, we're still going to be here. So, Yes, sir. And you know what? I doubled down on that. Thank you so much for sticking with us. For those that did, I know we lost a lot of listeners. We decided to start a sports podcast when, uh, right to be at, fair, right, we didn't know right this right was going to happen. Right before sports went to hell. We didn't know this was going to happen. I, oh, I tell you what. I tell you right what. There. We would have been hot, uh, flying right now. Oh, yeah. We would have been flying right now, not to toot our own horn or anything, but we would have been flying because. We, we we have such amazing fans and amazing people listening to us. I think, like I said, thank you. Um, but because of this whole pandemic, obviously, no one wants to listen to us ramble about almost nothing. Like yeah, we, that's, we, that's we, pretty much what we were doing. We made something out of nothing. And yeah. even, you know, that, even, that, so, even that's arguable. Even that is, is hard to say. So, but no, uh, not, not that he said that, that, that we would have been fine. Well, take off is right now, my friend. Take off is right now. And of course, we'll have Kenny back here next week to talk, fill us in on everything that uh, going on with the Coyotes and the I NHL. Think we might need to make a trip out to Santan. Yeah, I think so too. All right, well, well, Penny Lane, Penny Lane Brewing, Penny we, Lane. We can get Robert in here. He yeah. was here at the first game too. Here we go, and, so. he, and he'll be with us with more for more games to, to keep going. Our future's future's bright, my friend. All right, future's and then bright. last thing before we go, I do have some potential good news. Uh, we might have a, a player, yeah, from the Phoenix Rising on this podcast coming up soon. We don't know exactly when. We're still trying to iron out the details. But we're more than likely going to have someone on the show. So tune in and uh, we'll let you know when we get the good news. And uh, yeah, so just tune in. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you here next week. Uh, well, if not on Sunday, we'll see you guys for a preview, if possible, of the next game. And if not, next week here on Sticks and Kicks.